Rocky. <laughs> you wish, Uncle Buffy. You wish. <laughs> We're recording. Cool. So what's everybody up to? Well, uh, well, I, I, would, I just want to be, um, I guess, administrator here and be like, uh, let's welcome Wiley onto the show. It's fucking awesome. We got another awesome person on the show, which is cool. And we don't have very hello, often. Hello, hello. So, go. And everybody else is asleep. Oh, yeah. Is every, who, wait, Slaygoth is asleep? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's an old man. How old is Slaygoth? Like, 100? Well, I do know Slaygoth had a pretty awful day uh, yesterday oh, afternoon. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't know he had a bad day. Yeah, it was some neighbor stuff. Courtney, Courtney I think you know about that, but it's like, it's, a, it's some neighbor stuff where yeah. we drained him of his life. Kind of of his essence, and he was like, "Fuck it, it just strained emotionally, and he just went to sleep." And oh, God, I'm sorry. Yeah, my hatred of my neighbors powers me. It's, it's yeah, it's neighbor stuff. It's that's what really got him down. It's just it's a bunch of high. It's, we talked about it earlier, and it's just a bunch of high school fucking you know bullshit. You know, like oh, you're gonna hang out with them? Well, you won't hang out with us. Well, you know, fuck you. It's like come on. And, and Slaygoth seems to be the, the bigger person in all this, and he seems to be getting treated like shit right now over the neighborhood, which is a, a fucking complete trial mission bullshit, so. Well, that is unfortunate, and I'm really sorry to hear that. So, I had no idea. Um, as to your question about what we've been up to, uh, Buffy and I have been discussing um, this movie, The Assignment, kind of a lot yeah. today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, because we both have seen it, um, it's and <laughs> it's not very good. Oh, um, but like at the same time, we don't hate it. But at the same time, we fully acknowledge it is really bad. Yeah, it was like it was a um, episode of uh, one of the, one of the uh, vignettes or whatever out of. Um, can you hear me? Tells me crypt, right? They always kind of remind me of Ten City. Like one, like yeah, um, but like like a bad version of Sin City. Yeah. Uh, well, like I know City Light. Ah, <laughs> well, I knew I know Walter Hill who produced Tales from the Crypt and um, made a bunch of awesome movies for me at least growing up as a kid and still now I still love a lot of his flicks. But I heard an interview with him that he wanted to make a feature. He also directed a bunch of episodes of Tales from the Crypt. He wanted to make a feature long episode of a Tales from the Crypt episode. And what I've heard. Is that he did a pretty good job with one of those to one of those episodes. So, uh, but I don't really see how this would have fit in with Tales from the Crypt. It's not scary. Well, um, no, not not all the Tales from the Crypt episodes are scary. There's one where the thief, uh, he's like on, he's like basically on the edge of retirement, and um, he gets in like constructive surgery, and is able to hear really well, and he gets kind of fucked over in the end, and it's like sort of facial reconstructive surgery. So it's kind of like that. So, uh, I don't think having your wiener chopped off and being turned into yeah. a girl is like having facial reconstruction. Ah, well, you know. Well, junk is, yeah. It's, it's different, <laughs> you know. I, I got me, it's got me intrigued. I want to see it. I, I love, you know, Walter Hill did a movie back in the 80s called uh, Johnny Handsome with uh, Mickey Rourke. I think that movie, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's, it's all about reconstructive surgery back in. It's got heists in it and all and revenge and everything. It's probably a better movie than Assignment, but I still want to see it. So. 
best is that I would not actually dissuade anyone from watching this movie, but just like go in knowing that it's not actually a very good movie. Yeah. It's like the um, Matrix. You gotta witness it for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, told, I, told, I told Cornelius like I watched it because Sigourney Weaver's in it, and everyone knows Sigourney Weaver is life. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this movie because Sigourney Weaver's in it. But I fully expected that she'd be in it for like five minutes total. And instead, you actually get, like, basically half the movie with her. Probably, like, 40%, I would say. And, like, the other bit goes to Michelle Rodriguez, who is the reason I didn't love the movie. Ah, okay. I told Cornelius straight up that I didn't buy... This is really depressing. I didn't buy Michelle Rodriguez as a dude. Yeah. And I also didn't buy Michelle Rodriguez as a girl. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's crazy is that Walter Hill is the dude who wrote the who wrote who read the Alien script and was like, you know what, Ripley should be a girl, and he changed Ripley into a girl, and so when we became Ripley, and like this is the first that, movie that Walter Hill that, actually had Chris Quinn Weaver in a fucking movie he directed. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he so. he turned uh, Ripley um, to a girl, a female um, with with a pen, not a you know. No, he, no yeah. well, well, no, but, <laughs> but he, case, he read that. Yeah, it was, it was a rip happening. <laughs> well, all I gotta, all I gotta say is that 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 script that he wrote that he read back in the day, in the day, and he changed Ripley over to a girl. I think we're all pretty happy about that. It was pretty awesome. Oh, absolutely. So, oh yeah, yeah. And again, like I wouldn't tell people not to watch this movie. I just like I think Michelle Rodriguez as a guy is laughable. I've heard it. I've heard it's insanely, insanely ridiculous, insanely over the top, and hilarious. But I'm not the, mad. Like, but I'm but not no, like, but no one's ever been. You mad know, about I've heard. I've heard nobody being mad about this movie at all. It's just like it's just a trip. Well, to like, watch. There's some stuff you watch that's just really bad, and you're like, man, I can't get that fucking ninety minutes back. This I watched. I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm not even mad at you right now. It's not good. That was it. Yeah, it was an interesting ninety minutes. It's not good, but like I'm not even it, mad at you right now. Is it only ninety minutes? <laughs> Really? I think so. It's like 94 minutes. It's short. It's oh, 95, yeah. Wow, that's cr- that's that's all right. That's good. That's good. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna see this fucking movie now. You guys have got so get much intrigued. There's only so much I can do. Like there's only so much like level of disbelief I can suspend. And again, like as much as I say this, like I say it with a smile because like I don't hate it, and it's really weird and. It's just not good, but it's also not like I don't know. It's just somehow not terrible either. There's good. something so easy about it. Like it's it's so bad it crosses back over into being good. I'll well, tell you one thing I thought that kind of threw me off on it. Um, why did he? Why did Gordon Weaver end up changing her nose in it, or his nose in it? To feminize his features. Oh, okay. Well, I, so, I don't know. Any, I don't know anything about that. A, but well, go ahead. Well, she go does ahead, a sex change operation on him, obviously, right? And so, part of like getting a sex change operation includes the feminization of, like, if you're being transformed into a woman, like if you're getting a sex change op- operation to being a woman, it would include the feminization of your features. Okay. So you can, like, like Caitlyn Jenner, um, you know, had definitely a lot of um, work done on her face. 
to make her more feminine in her facial appearance as well. Agreed. Agreed, yeah. Um, so, oh. any, so that's very normal. So that's okay. why, you know, she does look like Michelle Rodriguez as a chick. However, can we say, <laughs> watching Michelle Rodriguez, like, kind of, like, fondle her new boobs? And her new, yeah, her it was new yeah, like you said, it was kind of awkward. I got it, and I'm all for like you know. You guys are killing me right now. I gotta see it. Very <laughs> sex positive and stuff, but it was really weird. Also, let me tell you, like I think if they just made you a new vagina, there's no way you'd be sticking your finger in there. <laughs> no way. Like you yeah, would want to. I would probably still screaming about like my junk being gone myself, but I don't know. <laughs> like she's in there like playing with her boobies, and then like she sticks her finger in her new vagina, and I'm like, uh, that would hurt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding? Like, you know, are you kidding me? Like that would be awful. What would no? You know, it's, it's a trip. You know, Walter Hill is is talking about doing this. Since the mid seventies, I think, and then earlier, earlier this year, he yeah, he's even really wanting to put a like strong. He's all for strong female characters, and he was all about like making. He did a comic book of this, and the comic book looks awesome. And but she's not, but she's not a strong female character because it is still a man who has been forcibly changed into a woman. I think he meant more like um, Sigourney Weaver's character. Oh, her character, I told I told uh, Cornelius, I was like, basically, this to me is like Sigourney Weaver doing her best Hannibal Lecter. I think that's more where, yeah, I think that's more where Walter Hill is coming from with the strong, well, I mean, besides Ripley, I think this is about as far as he's gone with a strong female character in a movie. So. She's I think it's coming from the film. Oh, yeah, it was getting crazy. Oh, was that, crazy. what's, what's that, Corny? Yo, like she said, the whole movie is just crazy. You know, it's overall just crazy. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I believe it. It sounds like, it, it, to me, it sounds like it fell through script episode. I mean, there's an episode with um, that Arnold Schwarzenegger directed where they took an, uh, an old guy and put younger guy muscular parts on his body to make him like a, a younger dude. I mean, it sounds, and it's corny as shit, but it's funny and it's fun. It sounds like it fell through script episode. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not great, but somehow I'm not mad that I watched it. Yeah. That makes me happy to hear you I guys watched, talk about that, Jeff. That's cool. I watched, um, like, I watched It Comes at Night. I was pissed. It was a free screening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm going to go see that shit. <laughs> it, was a, it was a free screening. I'm still mad, y'all. I'm still mad. They gave me a free screening of um, 40, <laughs> what's that, 47? 47 uh, below? Did you see it? No, I, I'm a, it, it comes up, it comes on, um, the, um, the screening is like a Tuesday or Wednesday this week. Oh, but, it's new. Uh, I'm going to call it work. Yeah, I'm going to call what's, it work. What's it called? What's it called, man? 47 uh, meters down. It's a shark. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I had a screener for that. And, um, you're joining jo- the Mandy Moore time, huh? Oh, yeah. Man. All right. Cool. I'm not going to be able to see it. <laughs> Too it bad. It's very good, though. <laughs> no, I think you're going to live. I think you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to survive without having seen it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I well, if you stay 47 meters heart away from on. that fucking movie, you'll be fine. Your heart will go on. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys you guys saw the other shark movie though with the stupid blonde girl? Um Blake oh, yeah. Lively? Oh. Yeah. Blake, yeah, that one, whatever. Blake Lively? Shallows? Yeah, the shallows. You guys saw that, right? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was okay. I I saw that at a free screening too. I was not happy either. How's this girl gonna be on the beach a year later and like Shane had nothing happen? I um man, I'm I wanna, so, I'll be traumatized. I don't go to like beaches now because of the sharks. If I ever get attacked by a shark, it'll have to come to my basement, you know. <laughs> bear attacked bear everything. You know, a bear had to come show up at my house and be like, hey, motherfucker. Land shark. Yeah. Um, shark knocking uh, on your door. Yeah. I watched it with... Yeah, uh, that's that's not happening. You have a moment, sir, to talk about our Lord and Savior Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rented it on that on a uh, um, PlayStation Network because you know my son loves shark movies, and um, I think the thing was I think your son's not it, Patrick, is he? No, he's definitely not <laughs> Patrick. He's definitely not Patrick. Chill out, Alex, chill out. Um, but I, I rented it. I thought it would be a lot worse than I thought it was going to be, and it, I ended up liking it because I thought it was going to be a complete utter pile of shit, and it really wasn't that to me. I, I had a fun time watching it. Will I say I w- will watch it again? Probably not. But when I watched it that one time, I had a fine time watching it. All the plot holes aside, it's fine. I will say this. It's not good, though. It was, it's not good. I will say this. It was filmed well. You know, the, I'm, not, um, I'm not saying it's good. It is filmed really well. You're right about that, Corny. It's, it is filmed well. And I like that. The nasty-ass whale. Hell no. Nah. I like that. I like that the whale was... Um, they actually made the whale out of, like, real material and put it out there on the fucking water. That was pretty cool, I thought. I dug it. The, the best part of that movie was Steven Seagal. Seagal <laughs> yeah, was cool. He's, there, he's good. I was very worried about Steven Seagal when she pushes him out, like, on the little, like, piece of the surfboard. I was I was so convinced that I was about to have a snack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hated that kid. That kid on the water, that kid on the on the on the beach. I, I didn't like the kid at all. I said the kid was awful. <laughs> I just didn't like the kid at all. Kids and movies for the most part are the worst, and he was the worst having to for him. Yeah, that movie didn't work for me. But, but to be fair, like shark movies don't work for me. I'm not afraid of sharks. And besides Jaws, yeah, I'm not. I, mean, I don't really know what else works for the shark movies. Yeah, I'm not really afraid of sharks either because I'm not going nowhere near where a shark would be. But that's why I always tell people, like, I'm not afraid of Jason. Like, my broke ass did not go to no summer camp, so he ain't got no beef. Same here. Same here. Jason? My poor ass didn't go to no summer camp growing up, so I ain't got nothing to fear from. Like, do, I, wasn't, do we, I wasn't at summer camp. Do we all, like, have some weird, like, affinity for... Jason, because I don't. I, I thought Jason was always a shitty. Well, I mean, the Friday the Thirteenth movies were always shitty to me. They still, they still are. Like, do you guys have any connection to the, the stupid ass Jason character? No. Um. So the the frustrating thing for me is, you know, people like that love Friday the Thirteenth. I never really understand because 
Neither do I. And I knew what Jason was, like Jason in pop culture. I knew what Jason was way before I saw the movie. Same here. See the movie. I get to the end. I'm like, it's his mother. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> exactly. What kind of pansy ass bullshit is this? Yeah. It's your mom in a sweater. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Turtleneck <laughs> sweater. A tur- pink turtleneck. Like, get the fuck out of my face. Like, and then I'm yeah. supposed to be afraid of Jason, but it wasn't actually ever. Like, get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> no, that's why I've always been very dispassionate about the Jason films. Like, I just, I, I have no love for it. Like, I Same don't here, man. Them. Same tell, tell me this: Did you like Hatchet? Uh, I don't really. Ooh, here's a real, here's a real talk. I think like, Adam Green is a lovely human being, but I don't actually really like most of his movies. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I don't like all of them. I don't like Hatch either. I don't like any of the Hatchet movies. I don't like Frozen. I don't like any. I don't really like any of this shit. So. I think that uh, Frozen's probably his best movie. Like that's Frozen, the Disney movie. movie? Well, it's better than oh, no. Come on, Buffy. Dude, brother, come on. Uh, well, let me look that you know, one up. Who, I who, see no who's the guy? Be here. Who's the guy that's the main character in the first passion movie? Whoever that guy is, he is the worst fucking actor. I hate him. He sucks. He's, he's brutal, man. He, he makes me like just want to turn the fucking TV off immediately. It's awful. I don't remember the actor's name, but he's 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 fucking awful. Uh-huh. In Hatchet. Mm-hmm. Were, were they go- goofy? Not- yeah, you know, sort of like goofy, gangly kind of guy who's in uh, uh, Spiral. David Moore? Which is, yeah, that's it. I just, that guy just rubs me the wrong way. I don't like that guy at all. At all. He's I, I don't hate him. I don't hate the Hatchet movies. I just don't love them. And I think that, like, it's really hard when you're trying to come up with a new franchise. And, like, it's hard, like, to make a franchise, and I think anytime you go into something knowing and or expecting that it's going to be more than one movie, I automatically question you. Yeah, yeah I just, I, I, I personally just thought it was a uh, Friday 13th ripoff. Well, so did I. I, I agree. I, I agree. I yeah, just kind of question whenever something is clearly meant to be some sort of, uh, I don't know, franchise or something that you've created, like, it, it kind of makes me just feel like you're too big for your britches. Because we well, have to, like, we we the fans have to like your movie and like what you're doing before it can be a franchise and before it can be an icon. Yeah, and if you're yeah. a character and trying to create something before the fans, like, trying to create a franchise and, like, a horror dynasty before we've seen it, to me, you're already crossing lines. Yeah, you know, another thing is, too, is that when you, when, once you watch the first three or whatever, and you get that second one, when you hear, like, interviews and shit from him, the director, and he's like, well, I didn't really want to do a sequel. It's like, well, I know your heart wasn't really into it, but you still directed and still co-wrote the sequel, and it came out, and it was a, it was a piece of shit. So, I mean, like, I can tell... Yeah. You weren't really caring. You weren't really wanting to be in that position, but you did it anyways, which is the worst position to be in. And it, it, besides being in that position, you put yourself in that position, which is I don't know how how much it says about yourself, but I mean it's pretty bad. But Adam Green is a lovely human being. Uh, he's a lovely guy. He's a great guy. Sure. He does a ton for sure. the community, and he gives back a lot to the community. 
Uh, I think he's a great human being. I just don't really like his movies very much, and it's nothing personal. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting thing. That, you know, a lot of these, a lot of the people that, for the most part, that you don't really like their movies or whatnot, um, you end up liking them as a human being more than you like them as a filmmaker. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any beef with him as a human. I think he's a really nice guy. I've met him and spoken with him quite a bit. And, um, I mean, he seems nice. I know plenty of people that know him in real life. He seems like a really nice cat. I just don't care about his food. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think it's a fair assessment right there, for sure. I like Daniel Harris just... a lot, though, and I liked her a lot in Happy Three. Oh, I think she's a Happy Three. Yeah, I think it's a Happy Three, but I think she's... I think uh, she's very good in Happy Three. So. Yeah, I liked her in Happy Three. I didn't enjoy Happy Three, but I liked her. That's, that's the problem. She's the best part of Happy Three, and she's 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 fucking held up in a she's held up in a prison cell for most of the movie. It's a fucking goddamn joke. But then, like Happy Three has a really fun cast because you get Derek Mears and you get yeah. Zach Galligan and Carolyn Williams all in the same yeah. movie, which is a lot of fun. And then they, they find yeah. a way to bring, and they find a way to bring back Terry Shen, who is adorable. Yeah. And for people that don't know, um, you boys enjoy your wrestling soap operas, and I enjoy my daytime soap operas. And Terry <laughs> yeah. Shen is on, Terry Shen is on General Hospital, so I got oh, wow. excited when I saw him, and I was like, oh my god, he's on General Hospital, and he's in Hatchet. Uh, awesome. So I was like, hmm. um, awesome. I don't really care. He's not actually very important in hospitals. Like he's not he's not a main he's not a main player, but I was excited. I was like, ah it's kinda of fun. Those little connections are super fun. Like I told people have you guys seen the taking of Deborah Logan? I have not. I have not. Oh, you should you should definitely see it. I recommend it if it's still on the You Netflix told me about this last you told me about it last year. It's about the lady with Alzheimer's or something like that? Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, the lady who's the main actress in question was on All My Children, like, the whole time I was growing up. Oh, wow. Um, So I had a really hard time watching the actress Bill Larson kind of descend into this um, Alzheimer's, like, sad place because she is somebody I've watched since I was little. Um, and so it was really sad to me. I couldn't, like, I just couldn't handle it. It was really, like, emotionally, like, frankly disturbing because I hmm. felt connected to this actress, and I've watched her work since I was a little person. So seeing her um, kind of descend into what she was becoming, you know, from suffering yeah. with Alzheimer's yeah. was gut-wrenching. So I couldn't sit there and watch it in one sitting. I had to take breaks. Oh, all right, all right. But my, my mom watched uh, tons of... General Hospital growing up, so I, I'm with you. I've watched a lot of it, a fair share of it, of, of, a fair share of it on my side as well. So yeah, it would be pretty fucking weird thing that happened. So yeah, I, I was a fan of General Hospital like in the '80s when Luke and Laura got married. Oh yeah. Speaking of gnarly stuff, Special Dan and I had a conversation earlier about some some interesting situations. Luke and Laura is a gnarly situation. <laughs> hey, right? Or something like that at first, didn't you? <laughs> that shit ain't right. Whoa. Whoa. Is that what happens in it? What? He raped her or something like that in, in, yeah, in the show. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then they got married. Wow. 
Wow. Okay. Cool. I guess that's, that's, right. uh, that's, that's right. terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> that's um, it's insane, and somehow it, but somehow it works. Like it's a soap opera. Like it's all right. Happened in Port Charles, and you can make amends. Like I dug works. Port Charles quite a bit as a kid. So. And you and didn't I, know about the Luke and Laura backstory? Nah, it's been a long fucking time since so I watched any oh of that. Oh my god! Yeah, like. I forgot all about it. Stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the OG. Sorry, that's the old, old school. Like, if you don't know Luke and Laura, you ain't know nothing. Don't talk to me. I'm sure I do. I'm there's, sure I, prob- I probably some, do. I, somebody. I, I remember Victor. I, thought, I remember, I remember Victor. I said, that's all. Victor. Victor. He's very, um, now, didn't somebody on young, the rest, young and the Restless, I think, was Victor, right? You're talking about Young and the Restless. Yeah, I was talking about General Hospital. Yeah, yeah. Nobody in my family watched anything but ABC-based uh, um, soap ABC operas. ABC soaps the whole way. Thank you, yeah. Thank you. Uh, hey, 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 calm down. I, I, <laughs> me, me staying at home with my yeah. mom when hey, I was sick and I'm watching hey, Young and the Restless. And General Hospital. <laughs> That's that's all I got for you guys right there. So hey, Jesus Christ! But you you clearly don't know anything about no general hospital, Mister. I just remember Victor from the Young and the Restless. Man, how much I remember then? Well, so it's been several. Yes, yeah, it's been several years since I've watched the soap opera, but. Like a general hospital, wasn't it somebody that had like either a weather machine or like um, some people yeah, that were like spies or something? Oh my Cass- god! Nico Nico's cast and I was gonna freeze the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some serious shit. Um, some serious shit, Jeremy. Yeah, you don't have you don't have no shit like that happening on no God and Light or damn um, um, other fucking show. The Cassidines were going to freeze the world. Like, how do you not know about this? And Luke and, oh, man, Luke had to stop them. I'm, I'm guilty. Guilty. I'm guilty. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm so fucking guilty right now. <laughs> right. See, like in the 80s, like in the summer, like this time of year, before I start going to summer camp, um, Oh, you're you know, summer, summer camp, huh? No, summer I was camp, huh? yeah, during day camp. Day camp at the Y. Uh, day camp, huh? Yeah, it's day camp. Never went to day camp or summer camp. Were you worried? Were you worried that um, that you were going to die? Before he's? <laughs> oh no! Yeah, between the hours of eight and three, no. <laughs> it wasn't camp, camping out like um, the Y would have like. Summer, the, you know, the program and stuff. Yeah. I'm just really worried. Oh, brutal, worried man. You yeah, you, that's what I learned how to swim and stuff, you know. I'm just really worried about your crap. safety. Like, I can't believe yeah. you survived. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of crafts and swimming happening in. You, you, said, you said it was a Christian summer camp? Yeah, the YMCA, yeah. Uh, you awesome. know, it was just day camp, just day camp, you know. All right. I went that's home so every afternoon. Yeah, but anyway, like like my 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 day would consist of watching with my grandma watching Donahue. Donahue, yeah, what, yeah. Right. one life one life to live. Yeah, mm. yeah watch one life to live too. Yeah, all my children. Yeah. General oh, Hospital. Oh, my, oh my and, I, and then um, bring and it all then, back. Um, bring it all back. 
And then on that same channel, What's Happening came on, because this was like an 80s. And I want to say Different Strokes was like, um, and then after that, that was like pre Oprah, I think. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Oh, but you know what I loved? So Oprah, though, back in the day, Oprah was a huge fan of the soap operas as well. And so Oprah would actually have, like, 25th and 30th anniversary reunions of, like, all my children and stuff. So basically Stephanie was tuned into Oprah because she was like, ooh, my my soap operas are going to be on Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) I was all about it. I was like, let's do this, Oprah. What's up? What you got, Oprah? She was like, hey, girl. I know. I watched it, too, and I was like, thank you, Oprah. And then my grandma got into Dinah, not Dinah, uh, Geraldo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Sally, yeah. Jesse, Raphael. Yeah. yeah. Hello? I'm here. Yeah. Oh, I thought, I, I thought you said that. <laughs> we, we, I thought we, you hung up. We hung up with you. Yeah, you're fucking bullshit. Oh. <laughs> we, just had, we just had enough. We just had enough Buffy in our lives. We're like, I'm over it. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just thinking the last screening I had um had a ticket for was last year um to see Lights Out. Oh, I and I want to say, you know, I didn't eat that. Yeah, that no, movie? I, I really want. Yeah, lights out. Oh, lights out. Okay. Yeah, that, I haven't. That, I haven't seen it. I don't know any about it. But. And I want to say I, that, did, I, I don't hate it. Out of all the screeners I probably all went right. to, that was one of the few that I ended up really enjoyed. All right. On the not screeners, the uh, you know early premiere, yeah, early um, uh, screening or whatever. I used to work. I used to work in the theater. My Martin was um, was a manager there, and he used to ask me to come there and uh, watch the films after they were put together. So that, that was the only screenings I ever had. I think the last screening I ever saw that was for free was uh, Walk the Line. Wow. So that was a long time ago. It's been though. a minute. Yeah, it's been a while. It's yeah. been a minute. It was a, good, it was a good movie at the time when I saw it, so yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's any good anymore, yeah. but I liked it a lot at the time. It was good. Well, that's the benefit of living in a large market like I do. I get a lot of um, early screenings and stuff, and then having an Alamo Draft House who has partnerships with different um, different distribution companies, I get tons of emails saying, like, oh, hey, do you want to, like, so the deal with Alamo is often the early screening, and you pay $5 to reserve your seat. And then when you get there, the five dollars goes to your food or beverage credit. So it's basic. So it's free. Right. Um, and it's really I, fun. I have one too. They, they, they've never actually emailed me or anything or texted me about that kind of stuff. But are you a member of the Victory Rewards? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Do you have Alamo Jump House? Are you, um, Jimmy? What's that? You have an Alamo Jeff near you? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. You, do have, you have an Alamo near you. That's what you just said. Oh, I'm near me. I, I thought you said, okay. You're breaking up pretty bad. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, I've got one. It's probably about um, 
30 minutes from my house. So And it's like yeah. the happiest place on earth. It's amazing. It's it's, it's um anytime I want to go watch a, a movie like seriously, I go to Alma Draft House. So that's where I go. And it's amazing yeah, no, every time. It's amazing. Anytime you want to go see a movie with other people who actually want to go see a movie, exactly. Alan knows where you should see it. Yeah, you go you go to the movies at ten o'clock on a Monday, and nobody's there. That's what <laughs> I <I'm> do. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, nobody's gonna show up there and, and fuck anything up for you. Oh, last time I didn't take all my draft out. I like Alamo. Probably, I like the vibe. Oh. Yeah, it's a good vibe. Everybody there is really cool, and um, they exactly like what Wiley was saying. It's that they're they're there to see the fucking movie you want to go see. So you know, the last time I was there, I saw the um, uh, Evil Dead trilogy, which I always wanted to see in the theater. And when I went, it was a great experience. And when we went outside for um, a cigarette or something like that, um, all the people outside you would talk to were awesome. They're all like, okay, yeah. They're talking about shit that you've always wanted to talk to somebody about. And they were there, like, in person. It was amazing. It was like, this is the best experience I've ever had, a fuck, ever had at a fucking movie in the theater ever. It's ama- it was amazing. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, it's just it's a good experience. It's a good vibe. Everybody's there to actually see what you're trying to see. They're grown people. They want to watch, yeah. watch the movie and have a good time with it. I love that there's grown ass people. Phone rule. Grown, grown ass, ass people, people yeah. doing grown ass grown things. Uh, I love that there's like a no cell phone rule for real. Like Me too. I love it. it. Like, don't touch the cell phone. Like, if they see it, they will kick you out. And you know, I love <laughs> that they really they, they will, will kick you out, and they have no qualms. Oh, I love that. They have no qualms. No yeah. qualms about that. Yeah, no qualms. Do they open you, open the door with your head or anything? Or they just, uh, oh, I think no. they kind of like really take some people out though. Okay. They will remove you from the theater. Like, and it's not a it's not a question. Like, it's a you need to leave. I saw um Force get, Wa- I saw Force Wakens there. I never saw any goddamn cell phone opened ever the entire time. It was the opening day. It was the the theater was packed. No one had a fucking cell phone out cell phone out at all when the movie started. And it was amazing. It was awesome. Yeah, it's it's very nice. There's a sign seating. Yeah, there's a sign seating. Sign seating, yeah. Just like recharge moments because there's no playing around. Yeah. There's no and, playing around. Like you can't you can't rock up there and pull out your phone. You can't talk. Like some dumb girl in at my screening of Beauty and the Beast thought that somehow she thought this was a sing along. She started, oh, like, singing during the song, and she got course-corrected real fast. course-corrected. <laughs> 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 a little correction goes a long way, and it was just <laughs> Oh, yes. Because this is what happens when, like, people that actually enjoy going to see a movie uh, have to deal with this way too often. So I love Alamo. I, like, I'm an unabashed, huge Alamo fan girl, like, if, oh, great. It's not great. A, if there if there's not an if it's a regular movie and even if it's not at this point sometimes because I've now done 3D at Alamo and it's still really good. Um, I basically it's my theater of choice. So if it's playing at the oh, Alamo, totally. I'm probably totally. going to just see it at the Alamo. 
Um, okay. It's a little bit out of my way, but I love it. And I also love that you it's got a full menu and a full bar. And Oh, hell yeah. It's hell super yeah. cool. Um, Ian has been to, to the Alamo here with me a couple times now. He's still actually never seen a movie on the main screen. Because oh, they wow. just offer so many, they've offered so many cool movies, and he's only been, we've only seen things that were playing on some of the smaller screens. Um, they also recommend a lot of titles, and their recommendations are really good. Typically, um, they did recommend it. It comes at night, which is wrong, and they should. <laughs> but they typically run. They recommend really great things, like they recommended Get Out. Um, they recommended Hardcore Henry, which I I saw and really dug. Uh, they recommend a lot of stuff that I find myself absolutely adoring. So, at this point, I don't even question it. Um, like they sent a they sent a note about, uh, do I want to see Baby Driver? Yeah. I saw an early screen. I saw a really early screening of Baby Driver. You have? Yeah. yeah, I saw it last week. Um, really? And yeah, because it was wow. the free thing, early screening. Like, do you want to see this? I had actually not even heard of it. I had no idea. I just saw that they were recommending it, and I was like, sure. <laughs> okay. Well, I go rock up to Baby Driver, and I was like, this is super fun. What a fantastically fun film this is. I love Did Razor Wright. Did you dig it? I had a great time. Oh, awesome. I feel, I'm so I'm so excited to see yeah, it. It's been so long <laughs> since Razor Wright's done anything. It's been, it's been what, uh, at World's End? It's been, it's been a while from now. Yeah, yeah. World's End. I'm excited about it. I'm well, and, about it. And Edgar Wright was there. Oh, my really? God. That's awesome. Holy Edgar God. Wright and the, and the baby, Baby Driver, Ansel Eggert, they were both there. They intro oh, the movie, and then they wow. did a Q&A afterwards. Uh, oh, and again, this is all free. <laughs> like, I love that one, though. Well, I and know that. Hella, that movie is hella fun. Like, what a fun movie. Like, I don't think anyone in that theater didn't have a good time. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I know that. Um, a couple of months ago now that Alamo Draft House here in Texas, which we don't get a lot of cool shit in Texas, believe me, rarely. But they had a screening of Beyond the Gate, and they had this, what's his name, Stuart Jackson or whatever, the, the director of that movie. He was there, but they also had, um, Jesus Christ, I, I'm, I'm blanking right now, but... Um, the actress from Reanimate. Barbara Crampton? Barbara Crampton was on Skype. And yeah, they do a lot of the Skype ones a lot, which is really fun, too. Yeah, I know, I, I know, I've always wanted to meet Barbara Crampton. Ever, ever since I was fucking 18 years old, when I bought fucking Reanimated when I was a kid, you know, when I was 18, <laughs> I always wanted to meet her. And I, I, I uh, had messaged not message her, but more, most like more like commented on her, on her thing on Facebook about how she's gonna be skyping in on fucking the Alma draft house thing. I was like, oh, I would love to meet you. Said, you know, fucking, you know, when I was a kid driving to the fucking mall on a bicycle was quite far just to pick up Reanimator for the very first time. I had never seen the movie, and um, she's a she's a woman I really highly respect. And to know that she's really? going to be at Alma Draft House. I'm sorry. Was it being gone down on by a headless guy that, like, really did it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like, mostly... It was, it was, it was, it was, just, it was nah. like just his head giving her head, which is, which is like something. 
No, I think for for me, <laughs> yeah, I I'm definitely not. Well, I was a kid at the time, so you're probably right at the time for sure. But um, but growing up, listening more to the auto uh the uh the commentary for uh, Reanimator and for the Beyond, hearing her talk in the commentary, uh, and seeing her in the documentaries and shit, really got me to a point where I really highly respected her, and it was like. For me, it was like my mom, um, Sigourney Weaver, Ripley. You know, there wasn't a lot of people I respected as um, women I respected and just life in general because I didn't have a lot of women around me growing up. And, you know, since I saw Broadway Crampton at such a young age, I respected her. I thought she was an amazing actress. So hearing her on the commentary, actually speaking her mind, having her on these uh, behind-the-scenes documentaries, I learned to respect her quite a bit and to and have all those years um, ahead of, uh, behind me. And as you know, she's going to do a fucking Q&A and just be on the game. So I'm like, holy shit, I have all these questions I've always wanted to ask her my entire life. And it'd be like, it's like the perfect time to ask her. I, oh, no, no, no. I know, I'm, I know, I know, I know. Because I totally. think she's great too. I just, I, I just think that's funny. Like you saw a Reanimator, and you're like, I totally respect her. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, I'm one of the, I'm probably one of the very small, small amount of people, small amount of guys that actually, actually do respect her as a fucking actress and as a human being for the most part. So yeah. No, she's, she's a lovely human being. She's really oh, yeah. sweet. She's lovely and very smart and very articulate. And I, yeah. I adore her. I just thought that was just a funny like bit of a segue there. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean that's one of those scenes that you just can't ever get out of your brain. Oh no, you can't. But like listening to her on commentaries and let her and like hearing her talk about like what like what the process was, like how she had to get into it. Even like on the behind the scenes stuff, you you learn like you learn how to respect a person that can go through some fucking insane, goofy shit like that and be fucking amazing, like she is today. I think she's fantastic, and she's fantastic, and it's like wow, like you know, I was watching uh, Beyond Reanimator, but watching the rest of it today, and Blake got sent it to me for my birthday. It's my it's one of my favorite movies of all time, and there's a couple of actresses in there. To do some serious, just ballsy fucking moves in that movie, uh, uh, just career-wise and, like, personal-wise, which I'm like, I respect these fucking women because these guys are fucking cartwheeling and fucking jumping around and doing all kinds of crazy shit. But when it comes down to it, these women are fucking doing the fucking heavy lifting, and they're amazing. They're amazing. Barbara Crampton's amazing. And I'm not saying that Jeffy Combs and Brian Usna and all those guys are amazing for making the movie. They, they are good. They are good at making the movie. But the women is what it comes down to. You know, Jeffrey Combs wasn't on that fucking slab with his dick out getting licked or some shit. My <laughs> a decapitated head. It was a fucking woman. And then she's not even in the second movie. It's somebody else who's in the second movie. And Jeffrey Combs is in the second movie. So it's like respect. Complete and utter respect for these actresses. Incredible. They're strong. And they will beat you, no matter what you say, for the rest of your life. And experience. Just my opinion. 
Oh, no, and I, I love Reanimator. Uh, I think she's fantastic. I think the whole movie's actually pretty fantastic. It's, I again, it. one of those movies that's so kind of, like, bizarre and over-the-top and crazy, but you can't oh, yeah. love it. Oh, yeah. Um, anyone that doesn't love it, I'm, like, kind of suspect of. Agreed. Uh, I was, like, I, there's certain stuff that, like, you just can't help but really like. Yeah. Um, you, and if that's, you, if I that's not you. for you, I don't know. Agreed. Molly, I want to ask you, um, this has been kind of on the subject of Friday the 13th, and we've all come to kind of a consistent consistence of that we all don't really care too much for Friday the 13th at all, really. How do you feel about, mm-hmm. how do you feel about the women in Friday the 13th? Like, the series in general. Do you remember anybody specifically who stands out to you? <coughs> Uh, I think, I mean, everyone knows Adrian King is in the first one. Sure. Um, sure. but no, I don't think there's any particular, like, the, the way the whole series is set up, there's not really meant to be, like, a particular, as far as my opinion, because Lord knows, or if fans lose their shit, heaven forbid you talk poorly about their shit, their franchise. Um, <laughs> yeah. my opinion, boys. Is that there aren't the, the way the franchise for Friday the Thirteenth is set up is that there's not a particular setup for any particularly strong female character to come out of it. Was it like was it part three or four that had like the telekinetic girl that was in it, or am I thinking of something else? Uh, no, there's there's that's a thing. Uh, I think that's part four. I want to say the Carrie the Carrie girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's part six, I believe. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, well, for one, they got too many movies. For two... Too many fucking um, movies. Too many fucking movies. And for two, it's just not my cup of tea. Like, I'm definitely a Nightmare on Elm Street girl. Sure, I agree. Through, through and through. Like, Nightmare on Elm Street is everything I... Like, I just love that whole franchise. All of it. Especially three, Christopher. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love Nightmare on Elm Street, and I love Nancy, and I love the I love Nightmare on I love the first one, I love the third one, and I really How do you like New it. Nightmare. I love New Nightmare. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorites. I love New Nightmare. I think it's incredibly imaginative and really interesting and a fantastic, uh, just like it's a, it's a fantastic segue into like what Wes Craven was about because literally every time he came back to the the, the series, he would change it. And he would reinvent it, and he would do something really different. And that's what he did with horror in general, which is why I love Wes Craven so very, very much. Um, well, well, Corny, Corny, how do you feel about um, the Friday Thirteenth uh, series, and uh, compares to most of these uh, quote unquote every, slashers? Every every one of them is just um, jumbled up. I can't. Re- I don't know. One movie from the other. I know but he went. Can, I know. Jason but can you remember? But can you remember Friday Thirteenth? Yeah. Uh, Elm Street. Though. You remember that one at all? Pardon? Can you remember the Nightmare on Elm Street series though, like in particular? Yeah, the first one. Yeah, the first I remember the first okay. one and uh, New Nightmare. Those are uh, the two that really stood out to me. No three. It's been a long time since I saw three, but I remember being a kid watching that. Right, well, I guess that was Dream Warriors, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, be, yeah. Be, be, you know, between us guys, um, you know. Oh yeah, Halloween. Halloween. 
Friday Thirteenth, all that shit. The only ones I ever, the only ones I ever remember is Nightmare on Elm Street. That's it because they're fucking different. They're different from yeah. all the other shitty fucking flashes out there. Uh, see, like for me, I, I, I was I gonna really say like love Halloween. I was gonna say um, every time I think about that Jason X movie, I'd be thinking. We don't land on Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake landed on us. That goes to my head every time somebody mentions Jason Day. I used to remember fucking. Um, I, like I remember Cronenberg, dude. Cronenberg's in that movie. I'm like, what's what's David Cronenberg doing in this fucking movie? The trip. <laughs> he owes somebody something, but because like for me growing up with like friends and shit. They would watch uh, Friday the 13th, like, for, like, birthdays and shit. And I'm like, yeah, this is definitely not my thing. Because growing up, for me, uh, with my parents, they were never really into the Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street shit. I was, I was growing up with, like, That's, uh... Ted sort of had some dirt on him or something. Uh, they were, <laughs> I, I, was growing, I was growing up with, um, like, dramas, uh, love, sort of love movies, action films. That was mostly where I came from. And then I kind of evolved into sci-fi and horror, something like that, like when I was around 15, 16 years old. So for me, growing up was mostly like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and Demi Moore movies and, you know, um, Susan Sarandon movies. It's more, you know, like Sally Field movies. That's how I grew up uh, watching. Yeah, I grew, I grew up with uh, the Blues Brothers, the Star Wars movies. Indiana Jones and a yeah, lot of was, westerns. Yeah, a lot of Indiana Jones oh, growing yeah, up. Oh, yeah, I watched all yeah. the Indiana Jones. Watched a lot of Indiana Jones growing up. But, like, my mom also loved Indiana Jones, but she'd also show me stuff like, you know, fucking Friday Green Tomatoes and some shit. So it's like, I get, I get to see that I part love of... Green Tomatoes. That I, so do I. I love that fucking movie, too. It's fantastic. I love Steel Magnolias. I, I, I love Steel Magnolias. I, I, love, you know, I haven't seen neither one of those since I was a kid. And my grandma. Oh my god, Fried Green them. Tomatoes and Steel Magnolias is such a fantastic double feature. And Fried Green Tomatoes gives, gives you Kathy Bates. So um, great. Don't so forget good. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy. National Treasure. You know, Driving Miss Daisy. It's okay. It's not, it's, you know, my it's parents not the same level, though. It's not, yeah, it's not the same level. It's like, you know, I, I grew up, I had those two movies, and my, my parents would show me, like, Valley Girl. You know, you guys seen Valley Girl before? It's been a long time. Okay, well, yeah, Fried Green Tomatoes <laughs> and Steel Magnolias are staples. And, I mean, Kathy Bates is a national treasure. I love Oh, her. she's great. She's fantastic. She can yeah. never do anything wrong to me. Like, I love Kathy Bates. <laughs> um, I, there's something about Kathy Bates that just works for me on every single level. I think she's amazing and fantastic, and I love her to death. She takes good trouble. She's wonderful. And I... I I've always loved her. I remember one day I came home from school and I was at, I was at my grandma's house. She was not there. Just She was coming home pretty late and uh, she had a huge um, VHS collection and I picked out Misery and I watched Misery. Just a goddamn masterpiece. I agree. <laughs> well, I totally agree. But I was also in, I was heavily into Stephen King at the time. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch this movie and then I'm going to read the book and I watched the movie first. I was like, this movie is fucking incredible. James Conn? You got fucking uh, Lauren Bacall as James Conn's fucking uh, what do you what, what do you call him call her in the movie? Her, she's like, I'm she's sorry, agent. 
The agent, she's yeah. Agent. You know, and I'm a, I'm a huge, I'm a, I'm in love with Lauren McCall. So I, I just, I, I, I was already in love. I was like, oh my god, we got Lauren McCall's, and we got Daphne Bates, got Jay Khan. It's just incredible. It's fantastic. And we get the sheriff. The sheriff, the great actor. I saw him in The Edge. Uh, with Anthony Hopkins and Alex Baldwin like a year before, and I was like, oh my god, I can't wait. This is amazing. All these people are these movies are so fantastic. So yeah, I, I, it was weird how I got to the point of horror in sci-fi because my mom was a huge horror and sci-fi person, so she was the one that was like, oh, you need, you need to go watch The Thing. You need to go watch um, Nightmare on Elm Street. You need to go watch Videodrome and all this shit. And it's like, Oh shit! I'm opening my mind up and all this. We need to go watch Dune. You know, she was the one that did all that stuff. My dad did it on the action side. He got some horror. Yeah, that's... He had some horror here, here and there. You know, but like for the most part, my mom was the one that was like, you know, I watched a lot of horror and sci-fi growing up. Here you go. Here's some American World from London. Here you go. Like, whoa! I'm fucking like 16. This is blowing my fucking mind right now. My mom had me watching The Twilight Zone. Since I was mm. and I, I, I'm, I'm a big Twilight Zone fan. For me, it was the so movie. Was, my my mom was the movie. My mom was like, watch the movie, and I was able to find the movie pretty quick in a uh, five dollar bin, VHS five dollar bin at Walmart. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, yeah, yeah. So I picked that up, uh, rode my bicycle to Walmart one day. It was pretty far, and I was in the five dollar bin, and I picked up while I was in the movie, and I, I fell in love. I love that movie till this day. I love it quite a bit. I remember my mom took me and my sister to see Candyman when that first came out. Oh, Candyman. Amazing. Good shit. I love it. Oh, yeah, that was serious hill. Good shit. Real good shit. That's the piece, in my opinion. Yeah, Yeah, there's nothing about Candyman that does not work for me. I love Candyman. Um... I love this. And what's, what's interesting, too, is so you like Nightmare on Elm Street and you like Candyman, which is the same boat I'm obviously in. And uh-huh. Candyman and Nightmare on Elm Street actually kind of have a really similar story. It's sure. about a sure. demon who is built up and given power by the belief of other people in the demon. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that uh, man. It's a, yeah. But you almost had to summon him. You almost had to summon him, though. Yes and no. Yes and no. It's the power of his belief. The only thing that's really different about Candyman and I Ran Elm Street is obviously the dream bit, but then also the socioeconomic standards of the people that are portrayed in the film. Like, you know, it's Cabrini Green in Chicago, so it's supposed to be the hood, it's supposed to be the projects. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, everyone's, you know, white and living in L.A., so they're doing all right. Um, that's really the the biggest difference. Um, between the two stories is really because it's very much the same story, especially when you get to the end of Nightmare, where they're talking about how like if you just turn away and you take away his power. Well, would you say that can, would you say that Candyman's more of a tragic story though than Nightmare on Elm Street? Well, um, first off, Candyman's actually super sexy. So, <laughs> even with well, that's a tragedy. Well, the char- well, the character of Candyman is pretty tragic, and, and the character of Virginia Madison is pretty tragic, too. Yeah. I would it's, a tra- it's a tragic love story. So, I don't it. it is a tragic love story, and he's very attractive, and Jesus Christ, he's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, oh, Lord, she is so pretty in that movie. Like, what? So, Virginia Madison? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. she looks fly in that movie. Like, damn. Be my victim. I don't... 
I just thought <laughs> that was Michael Madsen's sister. Ain't that a trip? Oh, wow. I didn't know until you told me that just now. Well, how about that? Really? Google it to make sure, but I, if I'm right. No, no, they, they're definitely uh, just correct. Yeah, for real. Michael Madden is a super goofball, so I don't, I, I believe you, man, but okay, cool. I'll, I'll be with you. I like That's her brother. I like wow. it, um, I, I like it hateful late whenever they pull a gun on him and he, you know, they call him whatever his name is. They shoot at him and he just back, back to white. <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't even matter that movie. Because Michael Mass is such a fucking like third tier character in that movie. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. But it. I but love it, it, the Hateful Eight though. Oh, yeah, so do I. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you guys. I love fucking Hateful Eight quite a bit. So. Like that would always work for me. Like it's probably actually at this point my favorite Tarantino. Oh wow. Uh, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction might be my favorite. Mine's Jackie. Mine's Jackie Brown. No doubt, all the way. I also really love Kill Bill because, again, I, so I love Kill Bill and um, Death Proof. Every time I get behind the wheel and start driving, I think of Death Proof. <laughs> 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 like, I'm cruising down the highway and I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. I, for me, when I jump in the car, I, I won't even lie to you guys. I jump in. Uh, for, like, the best of, like, a year and a half, I listened to nothing but the Jackie Brown soundtrack, and it's fucking, like, it's ingrained in me. You know, it's just... Uh, I, I, the deal I, I get in the car, I'm like, didn't you do it, baby? Didn't I do it, baby? I'm like, every time I get in the car, I'm like, oh, my God, I can just drive this fucking shit. <laughs> every day, it's, a, it's fucking glorious. I love it. And I love Pam Greer and Robert Forster are just, oh, they're awesome in that movie. I mean, fucking Michael Keaton's great. I mean, I, I, Jackie Brown is, pro- from what I hear, it's like, it's like it's it's one of people's most least favorite, but for me, it's it's always been my oh, favorite. Every time I, every time I first saw it, it's good, my favorite. It is, it is a good uh, movie. Really, Tarantino's movies kind of hold up, though. You go back and watch. No, you I gotta agree. Pick up little, yeah, you still pick up little things and you know, conversations and stuff and th- how things are said and um, some of the movies, you know, in the films. Yeah, yeah. I just, I I just wish you would have the, uh, I just wish the um, Kill Bill, um, what, what, what's supposed to be the special cut, the whole bloody affair? The whole affair. bloody affair? Oh, yeah, okay. I, I kind of I, I wish that that would be available somewhere. Oh, I yeah. wish, I wish. Michael Jai White was in that movie Bill and he got cut completely out of it. Oh, really? Yeah, if you wow. look on the Blu-rays, it's like a scene that he's supposed to be in. Who? And he was almost yeah. like a kung fu type guy. Michael uh, J. White. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, uh, no, see, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Did they ever make a, um, a, uh, uh, what the fuck, what do you call it here? Um, you know, when they did, when they did the, when they did the Grindhouse double feature, did they ever make a seamless cut of that where it just oh, rolls yeah. in? Oh, yeah. Did they? Oh, yeah, I got oh, it. Yeah, I got it. You have that? Oh, shit. Yeah. I always wanted to see it. I've only seen the Peter Tut, so. Oh, go ahead, Marla. Oh, I'm sorry. It's so fun. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Oh, oh I thought, I, did you see it in theaters when it, um... I did, yes. When which, it came out? Yeah, which one, Kill Bill? No, um, Brad House. No, I actually didn't. Okay, I, I I was like 
with a small group of people watching it, you know, opening night. Yeah. And then when there was the... Uh, same here. The thing about Kill Bill is I also didn't, like, actively seek out Kill Bill. I remember being home from college, like, for, uh, like, winter break, and my little brother and my dad had rented them, and so there's my salty ass going, like, whatever, fine. It was on. And I was like, whatever, fine, I'm going to watch this. And then, like, they left. Oh, wow. They they didn't like it, so they left the room. And they were, they were trying to, first they tried to turn it off. And I was like, no, no, I'm watching this shit. And they were like, oh, okay. Um, and so then they left, and there was there was just me sitting there watching it, like it's just amazing. <laughs> I love you. I um agreed. Uh, uh, I volume uh, one two are amazing. Yeah, I showed volume one to my mom, and then like uh, whenever volume two came out, me and her went to the theaters and watched it. But my mom got tickled watching that watching that film. She loved Pyme in it. It's so good. Pyme is very good. Yeah, I saw. Um, I think what's the first uh, Tarantino Tarantino that you guys saw in the theater? In theater? Yeah. Uh, I'd have to think about that because I know I've seen I thought, like. I worked at Pulp Fiction in theater. Yeah. Me and my sister were going to see. Yeah, me and my sister. Were, yeah, because that came out in ninety. Four. Four? Yeah, nine four. When I was getting out of high school. Yeah, that was, that was when I was getting out of high school, I think. I was All a right. baby. Uh, I wasn't seeing no movies in the theater in 94. Um, I want to say the first Tarantino I saw in theater would have been Inglorious Bastards. All right. That's a good one. It's a good one, too. Yeah. Because I'm a little younger than Buffy, so... Uh, well, uh, I wasn't able, I wasn't seeing certain things in the theater. Well, Wiley, you're what? You're you're 31. How dare you ask a, a woman her age? Um, well, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't, Everyone knows. Um, okay. I don't. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't mean that in any kind of malicious way. But we're pretty you're close together. We're pretty close together. But like, I saw. Um, I remember specifically <clears throat> washing. One of my dad's friend's cars and vacuuming it out just to go see Jackie Brown. So I saw Jackie Brown <laughs> after washing a car and vacuuming it out, and I, he paid for me to go see Jackie Brown. So I saw Jackie Brown in yep. the theater back in the day. When he gave, when he gave you the money, did you say, yo, motherfucker? But we were not, like, that came out in 97, so like, we were like 12. Yeah, it was 12. Uh, I, I had already I, seen. I and it came seen, out. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And it came out Christmas Day, and me and my sister call ourselves going to see it on opening day, and yeah. the film room broke, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, the the film broke, like, when um in the Beaumont part, when he had oh, in, the, um, in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I came back around and I watched it the next day, you know, in another theater. It was something about Jackie Brown that really shot my thing. I had already seen Pulp Fiction at the time. I was way too young. But uh, my friend, uh, my parents' friend, who I watched the car for and everything, he had, he had bought Pulp Fiction on VHS, paid a ton of money. Remember, you, you remember how much the VHS was cost back then, right, uh, Buffy? Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. He paid a, he paid a, a ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> you got to explain why you call me Buffy, too, um, Wiley. <laughs> I want to do, I'll, I'll do the Buffy thing sounds better than corny, but 
I was saying he paid a lot of money Thank for you. it. And he paid, and he put it in his high-definition VHS player. I watched it for the very first time. It blew my mind. And then I saw the trailer, and I was like, there's something about this movie I have to fucking see. I think, I think mostly it's probably Pan Greer who drew me to it. But I was like, I need to see this movie. My parents were busy. Uh, my parents' friend was not. I cleaned his car. And he took me to see fucking Jackie Brown. And it was fun. I, I didn't know what really was going on, but I loved the music. And I loved Pam Greer in it. And then I grew up and I watched it again. And I was like, this movie this is my favorite. So, And after that, I, the, the second one was Inglorious Bass. was uh, Kill Bill. I didn't see Kill Bill Volume 2. Then after that, I saw Inglorious Bass. And after that. I feel like I like basically everything that Tarantino does. I would say so too. I, I would pretty much everything he's done, I, I'd love. I just, I feel like all of his movies really pretty much all work for me. Um, Agreed. Agreed. I, there's nothing he makes it. If, if somebody wants to watch Tarantino, it's like it's a matter of like which one, and it's not because I dislike one or the other. It's more like what am I more in the mood for? Sure. Yeah, I agree with that. But like when people do something or whatever, and I'm being bratty, like. Someone will say something and I'll agree and I'll be like, that's a bingo. <laughs> that's a bingo. <laughs> and if you don't get the reference, I kind of don't like you. <laughs> like, if you're going to hang out with me, you have to get my movie references. And so, like, that, I find myself saying that all the time. Um, so, I mean, and that's in Glorious Bastards, which is probably actually on, like, my Tarantino chain lower than other stuff. <laughs> I'm usually like, that's bow mouth. You got his brain, you got his brain blown out. Yeah. <laughs> that shit, that And I just, I love that he's got this like dark, twisted sense of humor that I find really appealing. And I know he does borrow heavily from other movies and whatnot, but I don't Definitely, even care. Yeah. I don't care either. I don't yeah, care. It's a, it's a, yeah, like um, the end of Jackie Brown, the. Um, when she's sitting in the uh, Bell's Run in the office, I want to say that scene, you know, with her in the lap is um, from Three Days to the Condor. Oh, is it? That, okay. Yeah. I haven't yeah, seen Three Days to the Condor, so I don't know. There you go. I don't see, like, like That's a movie you need to see, Jeremy. That's a movie you need to see. My mom has there's always cut- told me about it. I need to see it. I got to see it. There's the Cutthroat's Nine, which he obviously borrows from pretty heavily for Hateful Eight, but I love the Hateful Eight. I love it so, so, so much. It's a gorgeous, so, I, gorgeous movie. It's, it's beautiful. so beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. such a beautifully shot film. Oh, it's it's just so fun. I did the Christmas Day uh, roadshow version of it here and was so enamored with it and I was so happy. And oh, Wiley, you're such a badass. I don't know about that, but... There's a whole bunch you know. of normies who are just so upset with, like, the fact that Jennifer Jason Lee is getting punched in the face. And I'm cheering it on because I'm like, thank you. She's a terrible human being. She is. And he's a, <laughs> and he's a, and he's a bounty hunter. If he were to not punch her in the face, it would not be true to the, the situation. Every thing about that Lincoln letter just, I, I laugh every time. I think the about Lincoln, Lincoln letter. letter. I love the Lincoln letter. <laughs> Lincoln letter is great. You know, it, it, it's, it's, and I love it when he punches her in the face. She's a terrible person, and she deserves to get punched in the face. I think it's the way yeah, we grew I, up. I think it's the way we grew up, man. Like the people, the kids that are seeing this shit nowadays, just 
weren't raised like we were. Like they don't they don't really understand that would probably happen to a fucking bounty hunter who caught his bounty. They don't understand it. They don't understand that like Well like the whole is, like well she's a woman, like she shouldn't be hit and I'm like sure. to me it's actually more sexist if you're gonna treat her like a flower. Yeah. She's a horrible human being and deserves to get punched in the face. Yeah. I agree. I to me that's true. more offensive actually. Like that she would be treated specially or like like a pretty, pretty princess when she's a lying, murdering, terrible human being who <laughs> well, you know, again, out the N word, I'd have hit her in the face too. That's I I think that's this it's again, that's the problem where um the generation is at right now because we understand that but those who don't think it's racist and I think it's well not racist but maybe sexist and we all understand that, you know, we've seen enough we've seen enough Westerns. We've seen enough we've seen enough real shit in our real lives that this would really happen this way. Not she's not getting fucking treated like fucking, you know, prince princess cupcakes or some shit here. <laughs> she is she's he's a bad person. She never portrays herself as a good person. She's always bad. No. Even though we should we laugh at her and her jokes, which are funny, she's a bad person. So yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. We, we laugh at basically every single character in the film. Like somebody's, they're all awful. Like they're all awful. Is a good they're all bad. Person. Walton Goggins. Is yeah, Walton Goggins in that movie. Yeah, Walton man, Goggins is the, He's the man child. He's he's the like, one that's never got away from the nest. Yeah. There's no good person in this film. They're all despicable human beings. And it's funny. Like, it's it, just fantastic. And it's beautiful. It's so beautifully shot. Oh, it's such a beautiful movie. It, it's, it's all the stuff in the snow and the mountains. I mean, and just, and you got, um, uh, a Nero, what's his name? Uh, Nero Maracone, who did the fucking soundtrack for the thing, got carried over from Tarantino. It's, the music works beautifully with all the scenery, and it's just incredible. It's, it's, it's an incredible movie, and people who say it's fucking boring, they're out of their fucking mind. They're out of their mind. Someone says it's boring? Yeah, there's a lot of people like that. Yeah, there's a lot of people that say that it's boring. Well, then I guess oh. there's a lot of broken people out there. <laughs> agreed, agreed, agreed. Uh, so tell me this, who, who, who are y'all uh, favorite characters in Tarantino, in Tarantino films? Oh, wow, that's a great question. Shit. That's a hard question. Um, oh, what do you got? What do you got, what do you got, Buffy? What are your favorites? Well, for me, for Jack, I like Jules. Jules my first. Oh, oh, Jules, okay, Jules is great. Yeah, yeah. Jules is uh, one of my favorites. Um, I like um, Mr. Pink. Mr. Pink and Mr. Mr. Pink and Mr. White are some of my favorites too. Oh yeah, yeah, Mr. White's cool. Yeah, Harvey Keitel is fantastic in fucking Reservoir Dogs. He's awesome. The wolf also like yeah, I like the wolf in Pulp Fiction. Well, being being Kiddo is probably one of my favorites of all time. Kill Bill. So, but but like um, there are so many fucking great. Like, Robin De Niro's character in Jackie Brown is really great, too. He's so good. He's clueless as fuck. I love him in that fucking flick. I mean, it... Well, wait. What's, um... Who, who's Marcel... 
Uma Thurman, Marcellus uh, Wallace's wife. What's his, Mia Wallace. Mia Wallace is Mia probably Wallace. my favorite. Yeah. Mia Wallace is probably my favorite character out of all the Tarantino for me. I love her. She's fantastic. Uh, Don't be a square. I fucking square. I love it. It's great. God damn. <laughs> I said god damn. I, I fucking I love her. <laughs> He's amazing. She's so good. I don't know. Like I'm definitely super hyped on Death Proof lately. So I have yeah. to say, like Z- Kim from Death Proof, I think is super rad. Yeah, <laughs> um, Kim. Uh, Tracy Tong. Oh yeah, she was damn fool in it. But Zoe yeah, Bell, I, I love Zoe Bell in it. Oh Zoe Bell. And I love I, Zoe Bell as Zoe Bell in it. Like she's super. Yeah, Zoe Bell. Stuntman Mike is hysterical. Yeah. He's great. Even how he dies is hysterical. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Like, Sunrise is so funny. Like, he's the big fucking baby. I'm sorry, girls. I'm sorry. Fucking dad. End of movie. Fucking great. Like, he's a fucking baby. Like, he comes across as, like, this super crazy badass, and then is, like, the biggest bitch baby you've ever seen. I I, I like Tarantino's fucking. It's it's Tarantino's magic. He's great. I didn't like Michael Park um, playing um, his part that he was doing in. I guess Kill Bill. Kill Bill? Oh, the sheriff. Yeah. Robert Brough. Yeah. Well, Tarantino, yeah, well, a... I, I, I don't know if you guys have heard of this or not. I'm sure you guys have, but, like, it's 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 a, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if it's a, um, um, a myth. I don't think it is, though, but, like, a myth that Tarantino wrote the very first half of Dust Till Dawn and then Rodriguez wrote the last half. But if it's true, that first half, that first what? 10 or 15 minutes with Michael Parks the, as the sheriff that comes into that fucking gas station of uh, mm-hmm. Just Hold On is awesome. I mean, fucking Parks carries, yeah. like, he carries it for like 10 or 15 minutes. It's incredible. He's, he's, he's fucking amazing. He was a great actor. He's great. He was great. I think, I think. He's even great at th- Tusk, I, which is a terrible film. What, 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 what was it? Tusk. Oh, Tusk. Tusk. <laughs> Yeah, that was silly appeal. Tusk is a whole other beast. I mean, I gotta say, I'll tell you my guys. I'll tell you my feelings on it, guys. I, I can't really quanti- quantify Tusk. Tusk is such a fucking out of this world movie. I don't know how to. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to. I don't know how to fucking. I don't know how to rate it. I can't rate it. I've never been able to rate it. It's because it's just. I'll, it's I'll, so original and weird. I was. I'm weird. being at home. I remember being at home listening to the podcast with Kevin Smith was talking about making it that sucks. movie. That episode and, is uh, awful. <laughs> I, I I I was I was giggling about it because you know he's he's doing that scan. Um, you know um, when he talks about Canadians stuff happening in Canada. Yeah, and they came up with that, and it you know it's just him and him and uh, Moser just Moser, yeah. getting high. Yeah, yeah, they're talking shit and getting high. But I feel like that, that that a movie, the assignment is on the level that like Tusk is on, where I'm like, this is really? weird, and and I don't know what like if I like it or if I don't like it, but I don't hate it, and I'm not mad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's how I yeah. feel about Tusk. It's insane. Yo- it's insane. Yoga holders. I'll, I'll put yoga holders in that in that same barrel. You know. I, I thought you because I don't think I, 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 I thought yoga holders was a feature poo poo man. That was trash. That was trash. Mm. 
feel like I didn't like it, so I stayed away. It was it was Dookie, man. It was Dookie. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I'll forgive you. So Michael Parks is good in Red State. Yeah, so Michael Parks is good in Red State also. Special days is nah. Good in Red State. Yeah. I mean, listen, younger hosers. I'm glad Kevin Smith got his fucking daughter in a movie, and that's cool and everything. And I would I would be just like them. In a movie, because I want to, I want to make the movie with my son and as the main character as a, as a seven year old, but I it, it just doesn't work, and there's shit in there that just it just it's tough. It's, it's an awful movie. Fucking Smith hasn't done a good movie in a long time, and Tusk, uh, I think it's probably his most controversial fucking movie yet. Most no one, knows, no, one moment, <laughs> no one knows how to fucking settle on it. You use Fleetwood Mac, though, so, you know, I got to support it. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, there, yeah. You there, there you go. <laughs> no, no one knows how to, when anybody ever asks, hey, how do you feel about Tusk? No one's ever like, uh, suck. They're just like, um, it's weird as fuck. They don't have no idea. Yeah, so everyone, to kind of, everyone kind of demurs when Tusk comes up. Exactly. Like uh, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't know, like, well, would you recommend it? It's like, well, to you or to someone else? It really depends. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I guess. Yeah, don't get, yeah, don't give me no shit later after this. Yeah, like, you have to understand going in, like, what, um, like, you have to understand going into this, that, like, no one's saying this movie is going to be amazing and or change your life. <laughs> um, I don't know. But I, I mean, know. if you if you think it's interesting and you want to see it, then go for it. Yeah, that's my life. I'm not going to any motherfuckers matching at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, but I mean, it's not it's not particularly great, and you can definitely go your whole life without having seen it. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. It's, it's, it's definitely not particularly great. It's just when you see it, you're just like. I don't know what the fuck this is. It's like it's like watching um you guys ever seen Zardoz with fucking Sean with uh oh, boy. It's, it's like it's been it's like, years, but that was insane. Yeah, it's like watching it's watching Zardoz, you're like, I don't know what the fuck this is. But it's a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like before this guy was directing Deliverance and Deliverance was pretty fucking great. Well this movie I don't know what the fuck this movie is. It's it's weird. It's weird as fuck, I don't so I explained it. <laughs> the whole thing, the whole, I I, the whole outfit that um, uh, Sean Carter is wearing on Zardo. <laughs> it might be the same outfit um, that. Um, so you take on a red diaper with fucking bandoleros and revolvers and shit. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, all right. Yeah, that the outfit was insane. I watched like a, he was wearing uh, a bikini. Yeah, I was watching a. Um, I was watching a James Bond movie tonight called, I think it was, it was the one with Pierce Brosnan. It was like, um... Say no more, I'm interested. Uh-huh. Say no more, I'm already interested. I love Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, I, I like, I, I, my favorite James Bond movie is definitely Goldeneye. It's just the first Pierce Brosnan one, but after that, I don't care anymore. a big drop-off. I don't care hey. anymore. I don't care anymore, but there's that one... <laughs> 
like it's like with the girl, it's the woman from uh, Supercop. I forget her name, but um, it was the worst. It was awful. It was the worst fun what movie in it. It's just a bad guy from uh, Corny. You probably know this. I'm not sure if you know this or not, but it's just a bad guy from Ronin with the Rob DeMiro and Sean, Sean, uh, Sean Renault. Um, the bad guy in that, he sucks. It's, it's a, he's got Terry Hatcher in it. It's, oh, it's, you're talking about uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Tomorrow Never Dies, yeah. It's, it's, a, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a pile of shit. It's awful. It's, oh, it's fucking awful, man. It's, it's the fucking worst, dude. And why? And, and remember, it, it helped me re, remind myself how much I don't give a shit about James Bond. I'm like, oh, this is why I don't care about Shane Bond. He, he, he sucks. This shitty character. It's just sucks. It's, it's so awful. <laughs> I I like I like the show. I'm trying to read James Bond. I've been um, going back. I don't really care much for Roger Moore. Um, Roger Roger Moore's the worst, dude. He's kind of goofy. It's kind of goofy. I love that um, guy. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry he passed away, but he's the worst James Bond. He's fucking um, him and Sean. I'm sorry, like Sean Daniel Connery. Craig. Sean Connery, I like, man. I know, I, like you, I, know you, I know you love Sean Connery, man, but like Sean Connery's a misogynist piece of shit. I hated him. Yeah, I know. And I always will. He's a fucking piece of shit. Hope he burns. Fucking burns, dude. If there's a hell, Sean. Oh, he, Sean Connery's there. He's Sean, there burning. You know what happened? Sean Connery will probably slap you right after he slapped his woman for being caught saying something controversial. Yeah, he's a scumbag. That's dude. what he said. He is literally a cunt. He's a piece of shit. I hate him. <laughs> I think he would have slapped you after you told him his wife learned how to read. Exactly. <laughs> Sean, Penn, Sean, Penn. Sean Connery's like the, he's the epitome epitome of a, of a scumbag. He's a piece of shit. He's a rug, a dirty rug you fucking fling your fucking dirty feet on. He's a scumbag. I hate him. So, there you go. Calm down. <laughs> hey, man, a guy who has survived, oh, man. He, a guy who has survived, like, decades on being James Bond, and then, you, and then people go back and they're like, whoa, I watched some videos on Sean Connery talking in an interview on CNN. You know, Spray got talked about it before. You know, but like talking yeah, on CNN about... Yeah, Walter Walters. That was... Uh, I yeah, was, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, that, I was that, watching that, 2020 that night. That interview, he's like, he's like yeah, I'm a piece... Of, he basically just says, I'm a piece of shit. He did not say, yeah, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. He was eating the all, all, all he's saying is that I'm a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. I'm a turd with corn. He's a scum. He's a scumbag. Sean Connery. But you don't. You no, don't no. God rest so your soul. Like, Fuck you. You're dead. Whatever. Fuck you. But like Roger Moore was James Bond when Jane Seymour was a Bond girl and literally saved her life on set. So I have props for. I have oh, props for, real? for Roger Moore. Oh. Yeah. Well, Roger Moore was a, person, was a person. He's probably great, but like as a, as a James as James Bond, he's awful. So I mean, so. She, but he saved. Sean Connery's awful too. Like, well, it's, it's fine. Hey. It doesn't mean a good. It doesn't mean a good James Bond though. I love James Seymour. Who was it? One of you boys I talked to about that watching uh, somewhere in time. They Might have been me. Christopher no. Reeve and um. Yes. Oh, yeah, Christopher Reeve and James Seymour. How much do I love that movie? It's what movie is it? I love you so much. 
somewhere in town. Oh, it's awesome. Great movie. That's such a great movie. And so I love Jane Seymour. And if if Roger Moore hadn't saved her life that day, we wouldn't have Somewhere in Time, okay? What, was like a voodoo guy going to get her or something? What happened? Uh, no. There, oh, my there, God. scene with the grave. And oh. the, stunt, the, the stunt went wrong, and he literally, like, saved her life. Oh, okay. She talked well, about it. Good, good, good job, Roger Moore, but you are a shitty game spot. Uh, Don't make me come over there, but... Is there, is, is there a James Bond you like? Me? No, um, Jeremy. You don't like oh. any anything in the franchise at all? I like uh, Goldeneye. That's it. I don't care about any of Oh, okay. I don't, I don't give I a shit about any of them. I don't care about as Bond. Daniel Craig. I like I like Timothy Dalton as Bond. Daniel Craig might as well be... Daniel Craig might as well show up and go like, I'm John Connor. I am from the future. I'm here to come save your life. He's a fucking Terminator, dude. He's fucking, he's a robot. He's just like, is this fucking joke, dude? Yeah, robot, but that, that that version of Bond was an uh, answer to um, the Jason Bourne movies. Really. They had, they had to kind of up Bond's game a little bit. Daniel, Daniel Craig's walking through walls. He's like, he's like blasting through sheetrock and shit. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Daddy, you can run through sheetrock. Oh my gosh! You guys are crazy. I get all excited for Timothy Dalton because well, he's in the Beautician and the Beast. I like yeah. Timothy Dalton. I like. Uh, I do like Timothy Dalton. I won't lie. I like him quite a bit. Ha- but have you seen the Beautician and the Beast? I haven't seen him a lot. I have. Time, but Fran I have. I have seen that. I, my mom ordered it on pay per view, and I watched it then. Back then. I love it so much. It's on our Voodoo account. And I love it. <laughs> I think he was good in Penny Dreadful. He was good in Penny Dreadful. You're right. You're right on my best corner. You're right. He he was good in there. I like him in there, too. He also was good in, uh, I want to say, David Tennant, oh. end of um, Hot Fuzz. Hot, he's good in Hot Fuzz, too. I like him in Hot Fuzz. Oh, yeah, he's good in Hot Fuzz. Good, good scumbag in Hot Fuzz. Last year of Prices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys are crazy. Uh, you, okay, you, Wally, tell them, tell everybody why you called me Bucky. Uh, it was a spell check thing. Like, it was an autocorrect issue one time. I, I meant to say something about, like, all good, buddy, and it wrote back, all good, Bucky. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> you got it ran with it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to stick with this. Typo, but it stays. <laughs> Typo, but it stays, doesn't it, Buffy? That's the best. That's the best. It's too good. And then he knows. And then he knows. It's like, he knows he's Buffy. He knows. Oh, he definitely knows. For sure. I'm not Buffy. Oh, he knows. He knows he's Buffy. So, like, oh, you're, you're Buffy. Buffy. You're Buffy Corny. This is a pet name. My name's Corny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's, it's not that far away from Buffy. Because I've been raised. Corny, Buffy, Buffy, it's the same thing. No, it's not Thank the same Thank you. Thing. And, and how better. It sounds it does sound better. I like I like Buffy more than Corny. Yeah, well, I like, corny. Well, I'm I'm only asked to leave he's corny though. Yeah, I'm you saying, answer the Buffy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you answer the Buffy all the time. And I'm gonna start calling you Buffy like you're talking to yourself, Wally. <laughs> oh right, it's for me. <laughs> Oh, make it seem like you're talking to yourself. Everybody knows. Everybody 
knows who I'm talking to. <laughs> right, that's fucking right. Well, everyone knows um, who I'm talking to. Everyone knows who I'm talking about, Buffy. <laughs> Well, it's, oh, it's, it's uh, 1273 where I'm at. Uh, let's, let's, let's end this um, awesome episode of Cabal Corner because I'm fucking tired nice of shit. You. <sighs> nice having you on, Wally. <laughs> it was lovely being on, Buffy. Wally. Corny. <laughs> it was great to have Corny. you on. Corny. Corny. <laughs> evil Buffy. It was a great episode of with uh, Buffy and Wiley. It was awesome. Corny. Uh, Buffy, yeah, I'm so glad you're on the show, man. I dug it. Buffy, 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 Buffy. It, it was great. They call me Evil Corny. No, you call yourself <laughs> Evil Corny. Nobody calls yeah. me Evil Corny. You call yourself Evil Corny. We're going to call Nobody you. Nobody calls me Evil Corny. Because you started it. Right trick or treat calls me Evil Corny. You started the Evil Buffy thing. That's why everybody calls you Evil Corny. Evil Corny. Evil Buffy. <laughs> Evil Buffy. I'm okay with Evil Buffy, but it's really just Buffy. No, it's just funny. And the other day he was talking it's about Buffy. like taking Bye, Mel to the beer. movie. <laughs> he, was talking to the, he was talking about taking his niece to the movie and getting an icy and stuff. And I was like, man, I want Uncle Buffy to come take me see the movie and give me icy. Like what all in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why? What the hell? I need Uncle Buffy. I need okay, Uncle I want to tell you one thing. My, uh, my niece I was other uncle. I will say, Buffy, um, you are really good to your your nieces, man, because you're an awesome fucking uncle. uncle. Yeah, you, you're yeah. an awesome uncle, dude, and I hope somebody realizes that shit because you're amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna be a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you're an awesome uncle. Yeah. Are you guys planning a, on catching any flicks this coming week? No, the next thing I actually see will probably be Baby Driver and then Spider-Man Homecoming. Those are the next I ain't here for goes. no Baby Spider-Man, but I do hey. recommend Baby Driver. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. You've already seen that. Uh, you already seen it. Bad Batch this week, so I'll let, yeah. you, I'll let you guys know how that goes. I've already seen what? Go ahead. Go ahead, Wiley. What are you seeing this week? The Bad Batch. Oh, I forgot about that. I don't know what that is. Is that going to be on VOD? No, it's getting theater release. It's getting a theater release. I'm seeing it oh, okay. on Wednesday with the with the director in attendance. So that should be good. I'm also going to it's a Momoa. screening. I don't know. Um, and he doesn't look like he's got a shirt on this whole movie. So I'm already, it's already looking good. Um, I can tell you, so. <laughs> I will try to restrain myself. But I'll better contain yourself. <laughs> that too. Um, but it ain't easy. Um, and then this week, much to uh, Special Jay's chagrin, I'm going to a special screening of Dirty Dancing. There you go. Um, you just saw it. You just saw it. Um, What's that tonight? Um, me, they're doing me. a special screening at the Alamo. Yeah, me and me and Wally talked about that. We I think we all talked about it to get to with me uh twenty up tonight, so I'm good. They're gonna you be had a time in your life. <laughs> uh well um, <laughs> you know what? You know what, listen, I, uh, all the bullshit aside, I like dirty dancing a lot. And I will watch it again. And probably again and again. I think Ooh. it was it was, it was a lot of it was, It's just 
30-year-old film, and it's just a giant cheese fest of delight. Not, not even just that. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And Jennifer it's Grey, so Jennifer Grey and, and Patsy Swayze, especially Patsy Swayze, he's just, they take that movie so seriously, and I think it's a lot of heart right there. And uh, I love it. I, I love every, every part of that movie. I have some, I had some stupid shit come up while watching it, you know, get some ideas or whatever, but, you know, it's, it's a it's a really well filmed movie in my opinion. I think the music is really great. I think it's, the cinematography is, is like amazing, and the acting, um, I think the acting is really good. So, you know, so it's just, a it's a special screening at the Alamo on Tuesday night. It's the girly night experience. So it's the singing, dancing, and like quoting along is encouraged. Yeah, which is always really fun. And they're going to do special themed props, like they're going to give you maracas and a Swayze fan so you can cool yourself off. Nice. Nice. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited to be at these Alamo parties when there's like some sort of special event is even more fun than just a regular screening. Well, I will say, I will say after watching this again, after watching this first time, um, it reminds me how much I miss Patrick Swayze. I thought Patrick Swayze was a fantastic actor. Even before seeing this, seeing Ghost a bunch of times, seeing Roadhouse, oh, seeing, seeing Roadhouse, Ghost. like this, this guy was such a great actor. And he is Steel Dawn. Have you guys ever seen Steel Dawn? Steel Dawn's awesome. Um, no. It was a great, yeah, check out Steel Dawn if you can. Steel Dawn, he's a main character. It's an awesome movie. But what happens in Steel Dawn? Steel Dawn's a, Kind of like a Mad Max sort of movie, like an apocalyptic, apocalyptic sort of Robots movie. Robots take over. Sort of like that, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I think it's been a long, long time. But it's, it's awesome. Like, but, but, you know, all that aside, Patrick Swayze was an awesome actor, and I don't think he got enough fucking praise while he was alive. And thankfully, thankfully, most of the movies he was in, they live on. They live on through everything. And... uh after watching Dirty Dancing tonight, you know, it really opened my my eyes up to how much more I love the guy because he's such a great actor, such a charismatic. He, he has so much characteristic and so, so so much charisma. He's such a great human being in this movie, and it seems like he was in real life too. And I thought I thought Dirty Dancing was a ten out of ten. Well, well not a nine point five out of ten. So I, I hate that fucking song, but I mean. Other than that, I I I, I, I love. Yeah, love the time of his life. I hate and, that fucking song. He owes it all to you, Wow. And I blame it I on my fucking. I blame it on my parents. My parents play that song. Well, my parents, my mom, played a lot, and I I can't hear it anymore. It, it's brutal. I can't hear it anymore. It's rough. But I want to well, say I what the great song. I can't listen that, to it the same way anymore after seeing Get Out. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, I watched it out recently, and I, I, it's not that big a deal. But I mean, for me, watch, watching and know what happened to Patrick Swayze in his real life, it just it, it makes it that much more brutal to watch because it's so it's so much more much more sad. And well, and then there's you know. also the Patrick Swayze, the the if she's like the wind song, which is glorious as well. Like Patrick Swayze it's, singing his heart out. It's a good song. It's a good song. I, I like that. It's but, good. Um, it's good. But to, yeah, you know you love a special day. Well, I, I love the movie quite a bit. The song, well, most of the music in the 
most of the music in the movie are, is really great, even though they hint to that song every once in a while, but then after him and Baby start, start dancing, and dancing is awesome, and the way it's filmed is awesome. It's just a fucking song. That would be fucking insane. I get so turned off. I'm watching Jennifer Grey okay, dance. I hate Sister Christian. I'm going to be driving to work in the morning. Sister, Sister Christian, you, Christian you is, is awful. Awesome. It's awful. Awesome. It's the worst. I hate, awesome. hate it. Oh. Well, it's Sister like, I Christian. think it's funny. He's like, I don't understand how you hate, why you hate it so much. I'm like, I don't understand why I hate it so much either. It's just terrible. <laughs> like, oh, sister, yeah, Sister, Chris, Sister Christian is brutal. I hate that song, too. It's I'm going to be on that one. It's a terrible song, buddy. <laughs> Definitely, definitely hate it. Same with you, man. Brutal. Well, uh, Wiley, thanks for coming on the show at short, so short notice, and we had a. Thanks uh, for inviting uh, me, guys. Cool. We had a great. I think we had a great time. What, you know, corny, what do you think? Well, Bo- Buffy, what do you think? How, how you feel about it? Um, evil corny. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, Buffy. Yeah, Buffy, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Wiley. Okay. Thanks for having me, Buffy. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, the last time on the show, by the way. <laughs> Never. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah, it's just like in Wonder Woman when she had to leave the island of the um the Term- the or whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Why would I leave Sunday Square to hang out with y'all when them fine-ass girls, like, being super badass? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you you leaving, Wally. <laughs> you, may not, you, know, you might, you might yeah, never I find it on the podcast again. <laughs> it's not my fault you're Buffy. It's right on your direction. <laughs> and I was trying to call Raven Channel <laughs> again. <laughs> Oh, 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 Buffy Ball. Uh, oh, I'm just joking, Wally. Everyone loves the ear Buffy. Everyone loves the ear Buffy. Oh, uh, they, they, they do. They do. Embrace the Buffy. Embrace the Buffy because everyone loves the Buffy. Embrace the evil Courtney. No. <laughs> so, you gotta embrace the Buffy. I'm sorry. Embrace. Yeah, embrace the Buffy, man. Here we My go. My Mel Gibson's beard. My name is not Buffy. <laughs> Buffy. <laughs> I'm telling Slayer. You're gonna make Evil Cordy happen. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> no, Evil is happening. No, he's so, he's such a, you're so in denial, man. Anyways, um, <laughs> my, my name ain't Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> you're so in denial with that shit. Oh boy. Oh yeah, I was gonna tell y'all. My my niece, my niece, my oldest niece cat went with her um dad. Uh, brother, to see Wonder Woman uh, yesterday, yeah, and um, <laughs> that guy it. said he didn't like the film, and my niece was like wondering what was going on with him to where he, you know, he's broken, he's dead. Yeah, inside. yeah, that's that's exactly what, how I felt about it. Yeah. He's dead inside. <laughs> really sorry to tell you. Uh, yep. If you don't like Wonder Woman, I don't know what to say to you. Like you're not right. Like, there's something distinctly wrong about people that don't enjoy Wonder Woman. I'm just trying to... Well, I, I'll say this real fast before we shut down here. Sure, want to go to no. <laughs> what, I'll, what, what I'll say is that I understand what... <clears throat> oh, shit, I just sneezed. Um, Are you trying to tell me you understand why people don't like Wonder Woman? Because, Jeremy, we got to break up. Well, we we got to break up. we got to break up. But I, I still love you either way, but... <laughs> 
I. You can love me from afar. Love you. I love you from afar now. Um, but, um, I mean, from a far, far. Oh, well, listen. You know me, I love Wonder Woman with all my heart. It's a 10 out of 10. Um, it's more than you said a 10 out of 10. It's an inspiration. It's a fucking, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. But I also understand why people, why people don't like it, love it because I've, I've heard a lot of people not liking it very much. But the one, the one thing, <laughs> wait, hold on. The one thing I will... The one thing I will blame on on this shit is Zack Snyder. Because Zack Snyder's weird fucking influence has somehow... Hold on, on, Wiley. Somehow has fucking clouded, has has brought this dark, gloomy cloud over everything in the DCU movie universe. And I see a lot of people saying how much they don't like how gray and how dark it is. Well, you know, at the beginning with Timascura, it's very bright and very colorful. And I wish sure it was, is. I wish it was that all the way through. But I, my argument, yeah, is, but that's my argument, the, that's, my argument is, let me speak. My argument is that war is not colorful. It's not happy. It's not glorious. It, yeah, makes, World War for me, that bright and colorful period. Agreed. That makes sense to me. It makes sense that when one woman wanders into our fucking universe, into our world, it's fucking dark. It's glib. It's brutal. That's, that, that's it's what sad. I was going to say. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's kind of the reverse of um, Dorothy Gordon Oz. Fine. Yeah, I agree with that. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, World War One was not a bright, cheery, happy place where everyone was super stoked to be there. <laughs> so, no. I mean, yes. If it was portrayed as anything less than being a bit dark and gloomy and kind of, you know, like, gray, I think it'd be inauthentic, frankly. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say that, like, a superhero movie has to be authentic, but there's a level and there's a level. Yeah. And, you know, most of Inauthenticity most... that you can get away with. Most of the crybaby shit I've seen before, I've seen so far is, is guys, is guys, guys crying, crying their fucking balls off over how it's overly long, it's too, it's too, it's too dark, it's too dark, it's too fucking depressing, all this bullshit. It's like you know what, man. Well, which one of these movies is less than two hours? Sure, but like Superman, They're all Superman, long. Superman Returns is way too long. Batman vs. Superman is way too long. Most of Marvel movies are way too fucking long. Guardians of the Galaxy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Guardians of the Galaxy, whoa. I like quite a bit. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> Hold on, man. Guardians of the Galaxy, I like. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I like a lot. Way too fucking long. So there's a problem Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is, is long. They're both, they're all really long. Like, and that's way. the big trend now, is that, that all the movies now are two hours long. It's, it's, it's just insanely long. But, 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 but again, that's, I'm but, let's put surprised it, if anything ends before one forty-five. The thing is, make it interesting all the way through. For my, for me, Guardians of the Galaxy two, which I like quite a bit, it's good. It's really good. But I start feeling the, I start feeling <laughs> the link. I start feeling the link to the movie after a while. I'm like, this. I know this movie's long. That's the problem with Wonder Woman. With Wonder Woman, I never felt the link of it. I just watched it. and I'm like, this is amazing. I never felt how long this movie was. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I thought the link. was long. 
Yeah, I still haven't seen that yet. I yeah, thought the song was long. When I was Kong, seeing that in the theater, I was like, oh, I feel like this is long. Yeah, Kong Island was very long. But my kid liked it, and it's fine. But I thought it was long. It's not a but, bad movie, but I felt like it was long. Like, and I'm no, like in the theater. I'm in the IMAX 3D, and I'm like, this is long. Yeah, you feel it after a while. You're like, oh, shit, this is, this is a long movie. The same thing I'm going to feel when, when Spider-Man comes out, Spider I'm like, I guarantee you it's gonna be, I'm going to be like, yeah, this feels too long. This is a long movie. I feel it. Yeah, it's long. And That's I feel pro- like it's long when I'm watching it, which is not a good thing, really. It's not. It's not a good thing. You know, so, like, I'm wondering what these fuckers are talking about when it's like, yeah, I watched Wonder Woman. It's, it's, I just feel the link. They're like, how do you feel the link? You've never seen me like this before. We never seen anything before. So what, what, what's the problem here? And no one has a, no one is able to answer my question on what the problem is here. Why do they feel like it's long? No one can answer me, and I'm wondering why. I well, thought everything flowed real well with that it's, film. I don't. Yeah, I don't. But I had no problems with it. I'm with you I guys. On for another forty-five minutes. Agreed. <laughs> More intimate. Let's do more in the mascara. I want a whole movie about Antiope and Hippolyta, like, fucking kicking ass. <laughs> like, agree. Let's, let's watch that movie. Agree. Like, I totally could, agree. There could be, like, a whole series about this, the Amazon um, from before. And yep. I would watch it all. Yeah. In fact, when I heard that, that uh, Antiope and Hippolyta are, like, going to be in the new Justice League movie, I was like, oh, and guess who's going to be in the theater? That's me. Oh, they are probably going to have a war with the, um, what was, um, the Atlanteans or whatever. No, Atlanteans. The Atlanteans, yeah. Yeah, they had a war with them. Uh-oh. Yeah, so uh, your Wonder Woman would probably be pinned up against, um, Yamamoa. I think that just sounds hot, but, um. She definitely will be. It just sounds attractive. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I heard that they were going to be in that immediately. Like every woman I know was like, oh, I guess we're all going to see Justice League now. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. yeah, if you watch the trailer, they're probably near, um, the Atlantis. Uh-oh. But yeah, no, as soon as they said that, like, they were bringing on the Amazons and that they'd all been signed on for, um, Justice League, all of the women I know who saw Wonder Woman were like, oh, I guess we have plans that we're going to be seeing this movie that we have <laughs> We had zero intention of seeing before, but now we're going to see this. It'll be interesting to see how that one does um, with the box office, too, because, like, Wonder Woman's done so well. And I've seen oh, yeah. twice in theater, and there were a lot of women in each screening. So uh-huh. I think if we can add that to there would be, like, kind of already assumed audience for uh, Justice League, yep. I think well, it's gonna blow box- that's going to blow out numbers, like, for real. One of the, one of the things, too, is... Um... I don't. I know you don't like um, Josh Wheaton, but he's. I don't dislike him. I just wish you would shut the fuck up about Alien Resurrection. You know he's okay. He um he's supposed to be finishing the movie off with Zack Snyder because of um what was going on with him. Right. You know his family and everything. So I don't it, know might be, it, might, it might be it might be yeah it it might be a whole different you know side of the film you know if we you know if we even have two hands in it. I don't have any beef with Joss Whedon except for the fact that he will not shut the fuck up about Alien Resurrection and stop crapping on it. And I love Alien Resurrection. Okay. Well, that's that's my issue with Joss Whedon. Thank you for playing. 
Well, we shut the hell up and stop crapping on my movie, and we wouldn't have any beef. Problem is, Whedon will always do yeah. that with any, with any movie that fails. So will always be like, well, the problem is the studio didn't let me do my fucking thing. It's like, come on, dude. We've heard your shit right. since Alien Resurrection. Shut the fuck up. Just be proud of your fucking movie. <laughs> Make your movie, man. Come on. I love Alien Resurrection, and I don't appreciate him crapping but, on it repeatedly, so he can but, kiss my booty. Fox did screw him over on, um, on Firefly, the series Firefly. Did Fox screw him over, or was there just no fan base at the time? Because, frankly, it didn't have the ratings. Well, I don't think he got screwed over. He just didn't have the ratings, and the ratings are how things make money, how it's moving, well, they, and shows they make were, money, and if they're not well, doing then you can't expect them to pay for shit. Well, some of the episodes were right, in, um, in, in proper sequencing or whatever, you know. Okay. Well, um, listen, I, it's, it's I, been, been several years. I remember Fire, enjoying it when I saw it. Firefly did not have the ratings, and Firefly, for me, it's not that great. Neither is Serenity. Neither is Serenity. Really caught on after it was canceled. Yeah, that's how it happens. Even like Serenity, Serenity's not very good movie either. So it's like it's a weird number of people that actually like both things. But I, I like both things. <laughs> I like both of them. I like Serenity. That's fine, I'm brother. Like, I'm just I saying. That that, I'm, just, I'm just saying that fucking you know. Serenity and Firefly are, are trash. It's just that's just my opinion. But like, but listen. Oh man! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm just. You know what? You know what? You know what? Pre- I didn't. I never. You know what? I'm I did sorry. Did I'm sorry. With, um, I'm, Buffy. I'm sorry, man. Buffy I'm sorry. Sorry. Vampire Slayer. I'm sorry, dude. You just said they're trash, but that's my opinion. I used to be trash, dude. I'm sorry. I I really apologize. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, man. But like. Hey, you're not my feelings. You're not my fucking feelings. You're not my fucking feelings. All right. All right, all right. 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 Has so many opportunities to make awesome things. It's like he has, like for me, in my opinion, I think he doesn't have any. He doesn't really have any room to speak bullshit anymore. Like it's just like make your fucking thing. They're gonna keep giving you he work to do. He has had a lot of opportunity. That's he has. I mean, like Buffy and Angel alone have a ton of episodes. It's like yeah, you got like tons of fucking inspiration. You have tons of. Artistic um, stability. You've done tons of shit. Well, I mean, you know, when you do your thing, if you do your movie, if you write Alien Resurrection or whatever, and if and it fails in your eyes, it's not your. It, it's <laughs> it's not because the studio wouldn't let you do your thing. You did your thing. They let you do it. You didn't like it. Shut the you shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> you well, know, he's literally that's... over there saying like, that, "Well, they said the dialogue wrong," and I'm like, "Well, you wrote it." He wrote it. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, like, hey, I fucking love the movie. So there's one thing where I'm just like, "What is he talking about?" And then he's literally over there saying like, "Well, they said the dialogue wrong," and I'm like, uh, "The dialogue you wrote, but they said it wrong. Like, what the hell?" 
Yeah, yeah. I I think I need to at some point watch the behind the scenes of um, you know making of um, Elegant Resurrection. I think they were having problems. You know, Fox was trying to interfere when they made the original Alien. Uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think they had a problem with. Problem. The the big studio interference came with three, not with the other features. Yeah, I thought they had. I thought they interfered with uh, with the first Alien though, and I don't. I don't think James Cameron. They didn't. They did. They did not. No. Okay. The static for the first one was all pre-production. Okay. Yeah. That was all pre-production, but once it was going, it was fine. But Alien 3, the Fisher film, that had a lot of drama. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like, that one was really dramatic. But the other ones were pretty much, you know, I mean, I'm sure there was some grumbling on that, but pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Like for, like, for Aliens, the only problems was, like, the old crew that was with Ridley Scott for the first one. Getting getting to know basically James Cameron, and after a while, after they saw him do some scenes, they're like, "Whoa, this guy's really great." We'll skip behind him. I got the hell out of the way. Yeah, but yeah, that's the point problem. But like Alien Three and Alien Resurrection, that's when the problems came about because I, I really don't, I really don't know because it, well, for three, the studio didn't trust Venture, and right, who was time so. Which was new with fucking fuck music videos and shit, and with with um, Alien Resurrection with the director of there who did like fucking self contestant and fucking um, Amelie oh. and shit. They were like, they were like, just do whatever. They were really like, do whatever you fucking want to do. Because if you made like two amazing films, Amelie Amelie was like fucking uh, critical, critically acclaimed and shit, which is a great film. Yeah. So was so was contestant. They're both awesome films. It's a really so, different world to be filming, though, like, to be filming Alien Resurrection Anomaly. That's night and day. They're, and they're, 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 they're totally different. Really but they're genuinely both, love it. Yeah, they're awesome movies. Yeah. Like, I love Alien Resurrection. I don't care. I will love it for the rest of forever. <laughs> I well, will love it till the day I die. People can kiss with my ass about Alien Resurrection. And I'm more than happy. Like, I love it when people on the Internet try to fight me on TV. Come at me, bro. Well, that's cool because I, I, I'm the same way with Alien Three. I love the fuck out of Alien Three. I don't give a shit who thinks Alien Three is a piece of shit. I'm like, you're fucking wrong. I love Alien Three. You're fucking wrong. Yeah. Fucking wrong, man. I love the whole Alien franchise. Same way. Same. Same way. They're all different. They're all different. All different directors. That's fucking unique. And I love that shit. So. Any Alien movie with Ripley in it, you know, I'm down for. And they have Ripley, man. If Ripley's there, Stephanie's there. That's how this works. <laughs> <laughs> it could be like even the Stephen Colbert, the, the Stephen Colbert mini episode with with the Gourney Weaver as Ripley. Love it. Oh, hello there. Hello there for it. it. <laughs> I love it. So good. So good. Oh, hello there for it. Anytime you got Ripley, I'm down. So I'm like, all right, you got me. <laughs> I would have seen money for that. I would have seen that in the theater. <laughs> That's real talk. I would have seen that in the theater. All right, boys. You better get some sleep. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to watch um, for a few dollars more in a minute. I'm going to bed right now. <laughs> Bye, man. All right, Buffy. Beer. All right, guys. You have a good night. Thank you. You got to say about Mel Gibson's beard, Wally. I'll get, I'll get some beard. 
okay, Buffy. Have a lovely evening. <laughs> you do well. Morgan, Morgan, please be here. I'll miss you. I'll miss you. I'll miss you terribly, Buffy. Yeah, I'll talk to you in about an hour. Buffy, rock and roll, man. Buffy, Buffy, Buffy. Buffy, Buffy. 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 Buffy.